Welcome back, listeners, to Chad and Chelsea, a Chelsea FC fan podcast. We are those two fans. I am Tyler, joined by Maria. We are recording here today, October 21st, 2023, uh, just hours after Chelsea. Draw against Arsenal at Stamford Bridge, 2-2. Two to two, uh, Goal scored by Mikhailo Modric and Cole Palmer. Um, this is obviously a, a game where the three points were there to be had. Um, there to be had even within the last 15 minutes. Yep, they were there. And they ended up bottling the game, the match, and um, end up only coming away with one point. Um, instead of it would have been three wins in a row in Premier League, maybe four in all competitions if they would have won. But it is not. Um, so, alas, it's a 2-2 draw. I'll take um, it. You know, that's not, the thing. I'm not happy about it, but I'll take it. Yeah, I was going to ask, what are your what are, what are your emotions like Where in terms of it? We were up to nothing. So when you look at it that way, it's bad. But coming into the game, Arsenal's in second place. They fought for the Premier League title last season. They're probably going to fight for the Premier League title this season. Yeah. It's safe to say most Chelsea fans, um, because our standards over the last 12 months have been pretty low, that we would have taken a draw coming into this game. My standards always stayed high. Exactly. And, and they should be for this club. I mean, it is, I, it is. I guess I guess I get why some fans lowered their standards, but I just feel like um, for me personally, if I had lowered my standards, that, that just diminishes what a great club it is. And, and I feel like they just haven't been very well put together and, these last couple of games, they they looked like they were so. Yeah, performances have been really good. Yeah, they improved. I mean, they did so good in the first half. God, damn. it was great. Yeah, so went into halftime one nothing. Um, Cole Palmer scoring the penalty kick, um, and we'll talk about everything that goes on the match. First, let's go over the lineups real quick. Let's get that out the way. Uh, Chelsea with their normal four two three one with Bob Sanchez and goal. A back four of Mark Cucurella playing left back um, this time, which I don't think he's played left back besides in the Carapo Cup games. He's been playing right back a lot this season. Uh, Levi Colwell and Tiago Silva playing center backs. And Malo Gusto playing right back, uh, returning to the team after his three-game uh, red yeah. card suspension. So he is back. Um, midfield three of Enzo Fernandez, Moises Caicedo, and Connor Gallagher. Gallagher, once again, the captain on the day. And a front three of Mikhailo Mudrick, um, Raheem Sterling, and Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer certainly playing the false nine slash uh, fake striker position, more of like a number ten or like a uh, uh, you know center yeah. center forward type role, or sometimes he was even dropped back in the midfield. Um, you can certainly see what the idea behind that was. Um, essentially, Nico Jackson was uh, not one hundred percent fit, and uh, just in terms of fitness levels, not in terms of like an injury. I, I don't think he should have been put on the pitch. Yeah, we could talk about the substitutes. Um, the three substitutes that came on, Reese James, Noni Matawake, and Nicholas Jackson. Uh, so Reese James returning um, from his injury. Uh, don't I think he has not played since the very first game of the season against yep. Liverpool. Um, so it was really nice to see uh, El Capitan back on the uh, field. Yes. And uh, unused substitutes of Jorge Petrovic, Ian Monson, Axel DeSassi, Leslie Ugochukwu, David Washington, and Benoit Badiashile. Uh, so it's really nice to see Badiashile making the bench for the first time this season after he uh, got a hamstring injury um, in the summertime uh, that kept him out for quite a long time. Uh, DeSassi missing his first game of the season. He had played every game up to then, um, picked up a small knock during the international break, but was good enough to make the bench. Um, so we'll see uh, next week if we return to the normal lineup. So, yeah, it was a back four of uh, Colwell, DeSassi, Gusto, and Cucurello, which we have not seen that combination yet it um, worked this season. Well. Looked really good. I mean, it did. It looked really good, especially in the first seventy-five minutes. Looked really, really good. Um, 
let's bring up your point real quick that Nicholas Jackson coming up, uh, coming on as a sub. Uh, that he came on from Mikhailo Mojic, who had um scored his goal against Arsenal. Um, nothing against Nico. It just seems like the way that Pochettino set up, it was it was a setup that what wasn't fit for him. That didn't need a striker, and really just not a striker in general. Not you know whether it would have been Broya or Jackson. It, it didn't. It wouldn't fit either of them no. because of the way he set up, and he set up. Really brilliantly in that he had Cole Palmer and Connor Gallagher, the farthest forward in the middle, really stopping the center backs yes. um, passing lines uh, to try and pass the ball to Declan Rice and Jorginho. Um, and, you know, which is always those are always the two players that spring forward their attack for Arsenal and really get things going. So really, like they were cutting off passing angles a lot. And Nicholas Jackson, when he came on, he suddenly became a normal like number nine Oh, um, you know, always ready for the counterattack and always making runs, and you know that's what he's good at. If that, if the game suits, yeah, and if that's what, if that's what we need, and the game did not suit him today, I would have much rather preferred. I mean, how Leslie Uguchuku doesn't come on in a two nothing lead when he's really been our our kind of stopper yeah. at the end of the game when we have a lead to protect this season. He's done it on two or three occasions, and we don't bring him on is really really odd. Um, yeah. Could have even argued that maybe DeSassi could have came on if he was fit enough. Uh, the other subs, Matawake and Reese James, no problem with that. I mean, I want to give Reese a minute so he can eventually claim that uh, start and right back spot back. Um, eventually get it. So he got about um, 20 minutes today. Uh, so we'll see against next week against Brentford how many he gets. But yeah, didn't necessarily like that Nicholas Jackson sub. Um, let's go over the Arsenal lineup real quick. They had David Raya and goal back four of Zinchenko, Gabriel, William, Saliba, and Ben White. And then a midfield three of uh, ex-Blue, Jorginho, Declan Rice, um, who's also an ex-Blue, um, and Martin Odegaard. And then a front three of Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus, and uh, Bukayo Saka. Which, so this is actually the first time I think that they've been able to field what I think is their favorite number 11. I think because they've had a couple injuries. I think this is their best 11 that we played today. So we yeah. got to be, we got to take that in mind. They haven't had that front three of... Gabriel Jesus, Martinelli, and Saka start a game all three together, I don't think, once this season. So that was that was the first time they got to play together. So got to take that a little bit uh, on the chin. Um, and they had subs come on. Tomiyasu, Emil Smith-Rowe, Eddie Nkentia, uh, Leandro Tursard, and uh, Kai Havertz, former blue, came on. At least we didn't get scored on by Kai Havertz. I guess we could say that because that would have been... That wouldn't have happened. He's just a fucking mess at this point. So <laughs> That would have been a kick in the balls, wouldn't it? It would have happened. been. Yes. Emotional. Uh, I... The two goals for Arsenal scored by uh, Declan Rice and Leandro Trossard. Um, yeah, let's talk about the goals first. We'll go in, um, we'll go in order. Cole Palmer, 15th minute, gets a penalty kick. Um, Raheem Sterling going down the right wing, crosses the ball into Mikhailo Mudrick, who made the run, the run from uh, the left wing, gets his head on it above uh, William Saliba, which is pretty impressive. He was able to <clears throat> jump that high and get a head on it. And it hit Saliba in the arm. His arm was pretty extended. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on the penalty call once you saw the replay and stuff? His arm was far away from his body, Very right? Very yeah. far away. So, good call. Yep. Uh, so, it's a penalty kick. They did look at it for a while. But once you, once you saw the referee go into the monitor, you were kind of like, okay, we're going to get it. And then instantly... Honestly, know, I was, I'm like, I wasn't even sure. Just because sometimes the calls... For, uh, in our favor, don't come as often as they should. True, but, but when I'm they glad. but when they went to the monitor, I was 100 percent convinced because that it's usually a sign okay. that it's going to get overturned. So I was really happy about that. So if it doesn't go to the monitor, that's where you have an issue. Um, so yeah, then there was a bit of a debate of who would take the penalty. So yes, and so we didn't see this after the fact because the cameras, I think, were um, 
maybe focused on the Arsenal players and also so. and also the referee. Yeah. So the cameras did not pick it up. But when the penalty was called, Cole Palmer grabs the ball. Um, and quickly, let's just remember, before the international break, it was only two weeks ago, we played Burnley, mm-hmm. and we got a penalty kick, and we were all surprised at who would get the penalty, and it was Cole Palmer, and he made it against That's Burnley. Right. So instantly coming into this one, as soon as the penalty was called, I'm thinking Cole Palmer. Exactly. Because he's one for one, and he hasn't given us any reason not to, not to pick him. And then, so we see the replay of Raheem Sterling grabbing the ball from Cole Palmer, and um, Enzo tries to tell him off, and then you know Raheem Sterling kind of tells him off, and then they kind of have a discussion, and uh, Enzo comes in and you know shows a le- shows some leadership material. So I was yeah. proud of Enzo for that, as if to say like N- you're going to get Palmer the ball, get Palmer, and, he- and Raheem Sterling gives reluctantly the ball yeah. back to um, Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer slots it home. David Rea, um dives the wrong way. And then we see Raheem Sterling uh, and the rest of the team celebrating yep. in the corner with Cole Palmer. So no harm, no foul. Now, if he had missed, big difference. That would be there might be a little bit of friction between the two. Yeah, uh, I can't. I don't know why uh, this happened because I always imagine that the manager would assign a designated player for penalties before the game. No, right? Probably when the starting lineup comes so that out. This wouldn't happen. Yeah, so I'm not sure why that happened. I mean, um, now I can understand. Now, if he did not pick someone to, then I kind of understand. Sterling trying to pull rank here, you yeah. know, he's the uh, oldest attacker in the team, um, oldest, you know, goal scorer in the team, 28 years old, um, most senior appearances, you know, he's got, he's played a big tournament, like the Euros and the World Cup, so he's yeah. been in pressure situations, Cole Palmer, 20 years old, um, both of these two were teammates, by the way, at Man City, so it was kind of hard to see, and, you know, when Cole Palmer came in, um, they always ask the players when they come in, do you, how many players on the team do you know? And he's like, well, obviously I know Raz. He was a big mentor to me when I was coming up out of City's Academy. And so we already knew that they had an established relationship. So it was really funny to see them now in Chelsea colors um, arguing with each other. So any thoughts on that? Just boys being boys? Yes. Egos? Uh, I'd say a little bit of the ego. A little, but just as, a little bit, but just because of attacker, senior. As an attacker, you do need an ego, though, I think, right? Yeah. I think, should, I mean, shouldn't that, that, every player want the ball in a yeah. way, you know? No, I agree. I agree. Um, but I'm, I'm just glad that it was resolved quickly. As as soon as the argument happened... It wasn't a too big a deal. It, yes. The last time I can remember this happening, uh, Chelsea fans remember this, maybe five seasons ago, uh, Ross Barkley and Tammy Abraham had a similar discussion. And that one was a bit more animated. Where I remember you could see Tammy Abraham, like, clearly, clearly telling him Ab- off. Tammy over him. I think... So. Well, Ross Barkley... Um, for all of his faults, mm-hmm. penalty kicks was not one of his faults. He, oh, really? he had a, he had a very, very strong boot <clears throat> on him. Okay. And, uh, I can't remember who came in and resolved the situation. I want to say it was like Jorginho came in and like resolved the situation quickly and like Goodness. handed the ball to Barkley cause he had a good penalty record. Um, older player than Tammy Abram. Um, I, I think no, cause Jorginho would have been the penalty taker at that time. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but this so was under Lampard. Maybe, maybe Georgie was not. This was under, know. yeah, it must not have been him. This was under Lampard. Lampard didn't pick, uh, Georgie too much. Uh, but yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, we should go into the half, one nothing up. Uh, what do you feel on a halftime? For 45 minutes went by, obviously Chelsea were the better team, right? They were, it was pretty no, clear. No, it was very clear, which is very odd. Now that I'm saying that talent wasn't there because they proved it today. But it was just, it was great to see finally a cohesiveness on the pitch with everybody working together. It was great. It was, it was they looked, great. They looked really good they uh, did. in the first half. Kukurea in the first half. Him, give especially. Him a special shout out. I mean, he he locked down Sokka. He and did. Although I will say he maybe tailed off in the second half a little bit. Yeah. Especially those last... A couple of them did. A couple of them did. 
Um, and I get it. They were tired, but still, until they were tired, until, it's got to it's, it's, be a ninety-minute performance. Exactly. It does. It does. That's that has to be what our standards are. But I also, you know, I want to recognize that he did pretty well. Yes. Uh, for playing left back, hasn't play, and he's going against Bukayo Saka, probably you know the best right winger in the world in England. It's probably it's either him or Mohamed Salah, whatever uh, you know, whatever your your taste is. Um, so we go into halftime one nothing, and then just three minutes after halftime, Mikhailo Mudrik. Scores makes it two yep. nothing in the forty eighth minute. He needed um, it. Very clearly, um, crossing the ball. Right? Can we agree that he was trying to pass the ball? And it that looked it just like came, it. It looked like but he was passing the ball. That little bend of the ball helped it go in, though. Yes. So it seems like he mishit it, but he mishit it so well that it ended up in the corner of the goal. David Raya was in no man's land. It ends up looking like a worldie. Um, but when you see like when you see the run Sterling was making, and you saw Modric lift his head yeah. up and see, you were like, oh, he was probably passing Sterling, and Sterling just put his hands up and was like, well. It's in. Um, so for Mudrick to score against Arsenal, that was a big moment for um, for him because a lot of Arsenal fans have given uh, not only Chelsea fans crap, but also him crap. Uh, there was also the video just last week where he was um, taking a photo with a yes. fan while he was on international duty with uh, Ukraine. Yeah. And he takes the photo and then the fan says, London is red. And then Mudrick says, why are you asking me for a photo then? <laughs> so he's very clearly like he's aware of yeah. the, you know, the fact that he was supposed to go to Arsenal. It was rumored that for weeks. And Arsenal did not want to pay the fee. And Chelsea came in and offered above the fee, swooped in. Uh, we had representatives fly over to the club to negotiate in person, got the deal done in the matter of like a day um, in the January transfer window. And um, yeah, we stole Arsenal's target. And uh, they ended up having to try uh, sign Leandro Trissard as uh, the replacement. And uh, Leandro Trissard scored the game time goal today. So I, I could say both sign-ins so far have worked out. For both yeah. clubs, obviously Troussard has more goals and assists for them so far. But I mean, twenty-eight year old player again, you know, twenty-two year old player who mm-hmm. hasn't played at this level before. Whereas yeah. Troussard was with Brighton for multiple seasons, so he had already played this level. So let's give him a little bit, you know, leeway there. Um, moving on, I still think we looked good for the rest of the second half. Although you know, maybe not as dominant. We started making subs, um, and then let's talk about the howl. Let's talk about the howl that Sanchez had. This is the first oh. first major mistake in yeah. ten games that he's made. This is what Brighton fans were telling us, that he wasn't good with his feet, um, but that he's a good shot stopper. We can all acknowledge that he's a big frame, he's a good shot stopper, mm-hmm. and he can crane crosses, but he's not that good with his feet. And now his passing percentage for short passing is among the highest in the Premier League. Um, this was not a short pass, though. This was much like a medium to long-range pass. Yeah. Um, it looked like he was trying to hit um, Enzo Fernandez. It goes past him, um, and it goes right to Declan Rice and... Sanchez is so far out of his goal that Declan Rice, a really good technique on it, by the mm-hmm. way, just absolutely smacks it in the opposite corner. And Arsenal are now only down 2-1 at this point in the 77th minute. Yep. And you're thinking, uh-oh, we have 15 minutes left. Are we going to be able to hold on? Certainly a third goal was probably <clears throat> out of discussion at that point because we had a chance for that. Um, Cole Palmer had that one chance where David Raya had an awful yeah. pass too. See, this is the thing. you got to make your... You got to make your opponents pay for their mistakes. Yeah. Their goalkeeper made a mistake. We didn't make him pay. No. We didn't make him pay. Our goalkeeper makes a mistake, and it's two one. I re- I remember what's when did you say the that remark where um they looked like they had given up Arsenal? Mm-hmm. Was I think it was like this. No, no, it was the second half. I think it was like the seventy fifth minute. This man here, my <laughs> husband. As soon as he said it, I was like, I know you fucking did not say that. <laughs> I and I looked at him and I said, you know, I said to him, that is, they haven't given up. That is a, a snake that has been coiled up waiting for us to make a mistake. And where, they, where, wait, where he's waiting for that trap to set in. And they, sure enough, 
You fucking proved me right. Damn. I mean, I'll tell you, I'll take a little bit of blame for that. I'll take some blame Damn for that. It, Tyler. They must have heard me. They um from Stanford Bridge. Um, yeah, it's a mistake. It's a however mistake. Um, he's passing with his weak foot, his left foot. Um, I would much rather him just clear the ball in that scenario. Now, here's the thing. Do you, I'm curious what your opinion is. Would is it okay to have a goalkeeper that's not good at passing if he is a really good shot stopper? We can acknowledge he's a good shot stopper. Should a goalie be expected? But now, you know, in in modern days, in mm-hmm. modern football, 2023, goalkeepers are expected to be good with their feet. The game has changed. Now, 15 years ago. No one's saying anything yeah. about this because they're not expected to be good, but times have changed, right? You got to adapt with the time. So, I mean, did we not sign a good enough goalkeeper this summer that's good with their feet and a good shot stopper? Because you kind of need both or else. Well, we have the young, the younger uh, goalkeeper. George Petrovic, but, he, but, but he, they also say he's bad with his feet and I'm, that he's ta- a good no, shot stopper. No, I'm talking about the other one. Gabriel Slonina. Yeah, I can't wait for him to come back. I, I'm hoping he develops too. He also does not seem too good with his feet. Um, But yeah, he's over on loan in uh, Belgium. Uh, so we're hoping he develops well. I feel no, no. You're not they okay should... with it. I'm not okay with it. I just feel like um, that should be part of a routine now for goalkeepers. They're definitely practicing. It's just no, but they, if you no, don't have I'm that natural as, ability. No, yeah, but I'm talking about from from academy up. Like, don't wait till like now to be like, okay, they that needs to improve. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't think they're waiting until now. I don't. I, I don't, I don't think know. so. I don't know. It's not like they're not touching the ball with their feet throughout until they're the age twenty-one years old. I mean, they're touching. I just the ball feel that's something feet. that's something that should be um, a requirement. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying they have to be like and, the world class or anything like that, but better than what he did today. You know what I mean? And to like, be fair, ninety minutes it was the only really pass that went to. Arthur, no, no. But I, you only I, need one. Yeah, I get it. Run. I just feel like if if. That is your intent to shoot it at a specific player, but you you're kind of doubting yourself that you can make that. Don't make it then. He, yeah, I don't think he doubted. He looked confident. It's just it, he didn't come off. It didn't come off at yeah, all. Okay. And I, I'd that's rather that's him just called clear. that's called an ego. Yeah, and you're I, letting your ego get the better of you. Yeah, because you know you know you're you got to stu- be a little. So you're saying you got to be a little humble and know your limitations. It, yes. And you so you think he's a, he thinks he's a better passer than he actually is. Yes. Okay. I got you. I got you. And it's not, it's nothing against him. Okay. I, you know, but you know, you know your limits because that's your body. Yeah. You're train. you train yourself every day on the pitch, you know, for the, for, for the, the next game. So, you know, your limits better than anybody else, better than your coach, better than, than whomever, because it's your body. Yeah. Okay. This is not just your game there. It's a team. Yeah. And it didn't come off well. And he, you know, it goes right to an Arsenal player. And it's, we can also say he's responsible for the comeback starting because they weren't creating chances, mm-hmm. Arsenal. No. Did, did it seem like they were going to score at that point? It really didn't seem like it. No, they weren't threatening. what happened was the momentum we had just switched off in, yeah. in the second half. It's it's like... It wasn't even just the second half. It was the Sanchez mistake. It was the yes, Sanchez mistake. After that, it just went downhill. But I just... Um, that's why I kept saying we just need one more, at least one more goal. Yeah. Because two, a third one would have killed two, it off. Yeah, yeah, two zero was not gonna cut it, especially when it's when it's concerning two uh, two nothing Arsenal. is the worst league in soccer. Is what that's the old saying. That's the worst lead in soccer. It's not. It's it's worse than one nothing because one nothing you're still switched on and that's you're still what I'm trying. Saying. You're still trying. But two nothing, you it's like a false sense. Yeah. Of comfortability. But after after that mistake, Arsenal got lit a fire on all their of freaking asses and they believed. We, and then we just plummeted. 
the, the game, a lot of the, the sport is about belief. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is. Do you believe that you're good enough to come back and get a goal back? If you do, you know, if, if all 11 players are united in the same goal, then it's probably going to happen. Yeah. And it did. Um, the next goal, just seven minutes later, Leandro Trossard scores in the 84th minute to tie it up 2-2. Two to two. Um, We talk about this goal. Um, Bukayo Saka receives the ball, and usually he tries to, um, you know, go down the byline and take the fullback on. And in this case, he was looking for the in-swinger pass. Uh, Trossard saw it, and Trossard made the run, and Malagusto just switched off. Yeah. And for some reason, he's double man-marking with Silva. Um, I think Eddie and Ketia or someone, or maybe Kai Havertz or something, and he's double-marking. I don't know why they're double-marking a player. That was clearly Gusto's man, was Trossard. He runs to the back post, and he, it's a one-touch finish. Um, you know, maybe Sanchez could have made himself a little bigger. Maybe he could have came out a little more. Um, I'm certainly I'm not going to not blame him for the goal. He deserves some blame. But Malagusto, you know, was really, really good all game long. And again, kind of similar to Kukurea. Just... Kind of similar to Kukurea. It's got to be a 90-minute performance That's if you want to exactly make it in this league. Right. But, you know, coming back from, you know, it's a 2-2 draw. It's a young team. It's a young team. And are young teams expected to keep, like, leads like this? You know, at our level, we think yes. Um, do, you, do you count it as, do you think it would be considered growing pains today? It's all, it, it I'm, I'm telling you, it, the, the next couple of seasons, one or two seasons, are going to be growing pains. And I think fans need to be just... Patient, just like Arsenal. Like I know, I guys, I'm a broken record. I keep saying Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. But we're it's sort of in in line with what happened to Arsenal because they had all these young players. It's that, close, yeah. You know, not all of them like we, <laughs> our entire roster. But it it is growing pains. They they just gotta grow into their positions into team, and as yeah, a team. And then- and they look and look. If you look at it this way, in their last three games, um, they have seven points in their last really games they beat Fulham they beat Burnley and they tie today so they haven't lost in their last three games so thing it's at least trending upwards I would exactly. say exactly um also I want to point out a quick stat let's talk about our last five games um against Arsenal we'll go back um all the way to August 2021 um in the English Premier League uh, these are all English Premier League games by the way uh, oh we won't count the club friendly in Orlando too that we went to where we lost four nothing because that was just a uh preseason game um, we beat Arsenal on August 22nd, uh, 2021. It was 2 to nothing. That was the Lukaku return game where he scored. And then um, later in that season, uh, we lost 4-2 to to Arsenal. And then this past season, we lost one nothing to Arsenal in November. And then just a few months ago in May 2023, we lost 3-1. to So we've lost, we've lost the last three competitive games against Arsenal. And today we draw. So you can at least say it's trending upwards. At least we yes. did not lose four in a row. Um, trying to take some positivity out of it after losing a 2-0 lead. Um, let's go over the stats real quick for today. Uh, Chelsea, 43.2% possession. Arsenal, 56.8% possession. Uh, we had five shots on goal to their three, 11 shot attempts to their 13, seven fouls to their 14, uh, three yellow cards, and they also had three <laughs> yellow cards, um, and we had one save to their three saves. So really not much for Robert Sanchez to do. It would have been nice if he made that uh, save in the 84th minute. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about this mistake one more time, and then mm. we'll get off it. Question for you. Is it time for George Petrovic to get a chance, who has not played a game yet for Chelsea? Is this one mistake enough for Sanchez to be hooked out the team? Who are we playing against next? We are playing Brentford next week. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. 
Um, he's he, you know, he has a similar skill set to. We kind of bought two similar keepers, just different age groups. They're kind, they're both big. They're both good at both good shot stoppers, but weak with their feet. Um, Petrovic apparently is pretty good at penalties, um, as well. So yeah, um, I'd be okay with it. Um, I'm also just to try it. I'm also looking at that if they decide not to go with Sanchez. I'm also looking at that Blackburn uh, midweek Carabao Cup game. That is certainly they got to play him against Blackburn. That's got to be a time to give him his debut. And we're going against uh. You know, a tier lower. I mean, I think that's a good game. Yeah. Um, let's go over some Pochettino quotes now. Uh, this was after the game. Of course, we were disappointed at the end, but we can't only look at the last few minutes. There were many positive things. We were the better team. We lost two points in a way you never want to lose them. But after playing a team that was fighting for the Premier League last season, we can take many positives and be proud. Thank you. Um, also want to talk about the shape about um, and also having to... Uh, bring Nicholas Jackson off the bench with Armando Broya unavailable. We needed to change the shape and the strategy to attack. We tried to have the superiority in the middle with Palmer and Connor Gallagher stopping the center backs, having a reference and getting them into the midfield zone, which is what I talked about earlier. Yes. And then using Sterling and Mudrick for the one V ones. He then is also, obviously he's going to be asked about Sanchez's misplaced pass that led to the first goal. Uh, We are so happy with him, Sanchez. Of course he is disappointed and upset with his decision, but mistakes happen in football. The goal gave the belief to Arsenal. We can maybe read better the situation, the tempo, the timing. We can take we can take risks on 77 minutes because it's our philosophy, but maybe there is another decision you can take, like clearing the ball. Yeah. Um, it's not to blame someone. It can happen. It will arrive with time. When to be calm and when to take risks. And we are still a really young team getting to know each other. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, he pretty much kind of touched on some things that you and I both touched on, that it's a young team. Um, individual mistakes can lead a comeback for the other team. Yes. Um, he was asked about Mark Cucurella as well and his performance. Um, Mark and the club decided to stay at the end of the transfer window. He is training really well. Um, he played really well against a very good player like Saka. He deserves the credit. He's working very yes. hard. He was able to play on the right side, and because of this, the team's only going to get better. Um, so, yeah, uh, lots lots of tough things to look at, but um, I guess overall we stake possibility. Okay. Um, we can go over the table in the minute for the Premier League. Uh, Manchester City um, back in first place today after they beat Brighton 2-1. to one. Um, Arsenal sitting second. Liverpool sitting third. Um, Tottenham are sitting in fourth place, but they have a game in hand. Um, so they can go jump back up to first place. Uh, we go over the bottom of the table. Sheffield United is still sitting in last place, but they do have a game in hand. They're still sitting at one point. Oh my gosh, they're still sitting at one point. Um, them and Bournemouth are the only two teams um, that have not won a game. Um... You got Burnley in 18th place, so that's the relegation zone right there. And then Luton Town are just outside um, relegation spot at five points. Uh, Chelsea today, we have jumped from, um, because of the job, we've jumped from 11th place to 9th place. Um, Although Manchester United is right behind us in 10th place with the game in hand. They're playing right now. Let's check on their score real quick. They're playing right now. Uh, They're tied against Sheffield United (coughs) 1-1 right now. So um, being tied against the 20th place team, certainly not where they would want to be, but they still have time, you know. They're still a great team. They have time to make a win. So we have at least uh, lapsed Crystal Palace in the table. Um, West Ham are above us by two points, but they have a game in hand. Um, Brighton are four points ahead of us. Uh, so we, we can start to climb the table. And um, let's go over this run real quick. Okay. Let's go over this run real quick. We have a crazy run um, until the next international break in November. So we play next Saturday. Oh, we got the awful 730 time slot. I hate that time slot. Damn it. I really love today's the 1230. So we play Brentford um, next week, um, and that one is at Stanford Bridge. 
And then after that, it's going to be that midweek game against Blackburn, the Carabao Cup. So that's a nice little change of pace. And then right before the international break, we got Tottenham, Man oh, City, God. Newcastle. Oh, kill me now. So all three teams that are doing very well in the yeah. Premier League right now. Um, so again, this was the start of the tough run. This is one of the runs that we identified um, early in the season that this is a tough run. And... You know, if they if they lose these three games against Tottenham, Man City, and Newcastle, going into the international break, suddenly like the expectations have changed for the season. They need to get some points out of these games. You know, um, not necessarily all of them, but they need they need to get some here. We should be able to handle Tottenham. I don't care how good they're doing. I would hope so. Yeah, they could um, they could potentially go back into first place um, if they win their game tomorrow. Uh, or sorry, I think they play Monday against um, Fulham. Uh, so yeah, what are you thinking about the table? What do you think about how we are so far? We are. Nine games into the thirty-eight um, game season, uh, where, where twelve did, points. Where did we start? Start? Yeah. Where, where where were we at at the table when we started? Start today. Uh, we were in eleventh place coming into today's game, and we've jumped up to ninth place. I mean, it's an improvement, I guess. I mean, there's other other teams. At least we're in the top playing. half. We got to be exactly. in the top half. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm at least we're I'm up sick there of I'm sick now. of being in the bottom half. Yeah. I'm sick of it. Um, so yeah, looking good. Um, let's go over some news real quick. That'll do it for the Arsenal match review. Um, it's two to two disappointed giving up the two, nothing, um, yeah. win, but you have to take some positives out of it just to keep yourself sane a little bit. Um, probably the only really big significant news of the week was Chelsea have agreed to buy the Stoll site, uh, which is next to Stanford bridge for around 80 million is the reported number. Um, so yeah, this was a site where they housed veterans essentially. Um, it's always a touchy topic. I'm surprised they what? didn't. I'm surprised they didn't get. Um, but because of it, they are going to. Um, because of the huge fee, they essentially paid above market price for this land. It really wasn't worth 80 million, but they're um, doing them a solid and giving them 80 million. Um, and that stole were stole were very happy with the sale. It sounded like they were. Um, they said it gives them more longevity for their house and resources, and to give help more. and yes, and okay. also um, you know gives them more resources. Um, to then, uh, and it gives them time. By the way, they're not taking um, they're not taking ownership of this property until 2025. Um, so this is a huge future project to okay. renovate Stanford Bridge. Um, so it gives them two years to find um, a better better place yep, for them. Build a new place okay. uh, for the veterans, and uh, you know have the slow process of moving them. It's always a touchy topic uh, subject when you're like moving around uh, veterans housing. You yeah. know that's but it sounds like there was a pretty fair deal and the negotiations went well and they're getting a price that they were yeah. happy with or they wouldn't have accepted it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure the, those buildings are in not, I'm, I'm not saying in disrepair, but at least this way they, they can find better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it could be good for them. I'm hoping, hoping yes. it ends up good for them. Hopefully they can still stay somewhat local in that area. I hope so too. Um, yeah, look, this is a part of the big renovation um, squad. And this is going to be years before this is done. Yeah. Um, they're, they're rumoring it somewhere between 55,000 and 70,000 is how many they want the seats to have. Okay. Uh, right now, it holds somewhere around forty two to 44,000 Stanford okay. Bridge, I want to say. Um, do you think 55,000 is a big enough stadium compared to other stadiums when you're looking at London Stadium? You're looking at Tottenham's no. brand new stadium. No. Um, Arsenal Stadium. Um, no. Old Trafford. Um, but we don't have the space. That's what I'm we saying. So keep, they we have to slowly push out. No offense to the people living around yeah. the stadium, but you know when it first got built, um, you know we, the club not, wasn't as big. The club yeah, it wasn't, wasn't as, big. as big, and you weren't expecting it to blow up as as it has. Yeah, it become so. such a commercial success as they have. 
Um, yeah, look, uh, this, this is going to be a long time. We possibly have to wait until 2030 until this is done. And that's the date they're given. That's the timeline they're given now. But, and, you know, for construction purposes, it's always later than, you, it'll probably end up being 2031 or 2032, um, yeah. because it's always a later date than you think it's going to be. Uh, but it'll be great when it happens. Now they still haven't decided, are they going to, um, slowly renovate parts and continue playing in Stanford bridge and continue having that home field feel or, um, to make the project shorter, will they temporarily move to another stadium and call that stadium, uh, and try to make that one a home, try to make that a home field force for a few seasons so that the project can be done faster. What are your thoughts on that? What do you think they should do? Do you think you should keep their home field advantage and you slowly work around it? And, you know, as you're upgrading the stands, maybe that stand is closed for the game and you can't have fans in that stand because they're upgrading it, mm -hmm. but the rest of them are open. You go stand by stand and then you upgrade in the parking lot and everything and uh, the new site they just bought. What are you thinking? Or do you think they just go to a Wembley and try to call Wembley home for a few seasons, which is what Tottenham did when they built they, their stadium. They I, played at Wembley for a few years. I, I agree with that. the last, mm -hmm. that they should just close it out completely because that way it can all be done all at once. Yes. You know? Yeah. I, I, I would should. tend to agree. That would probably save about, <coughs> I feel like that would save about two years on the project yes. by doing that. Now, trying to call another, trying to call Wembley home. I mean, Wembley is a special, special stadium. We all know that. Um, it's their national stadium, essentially. It's where all, like, the big events are yeah. there. Um, trying to make that one home. I mean, Tottenham struggled. We saw Tottenham struggle with that when they did. They were not able to, in three seasons, they were never really able to get that home field feel there. It never felt like they were really playing home games. It almost felt like all 38 of their games were away games. And that's a shame. So we got to just hope that maybe we can do a little better. That's just, you know, yeah. trying to get fans in that stadium, trying to get them uh, tickets at a good price. Because um, obviously it's not necessarily um, near Stanford Bridge, so fans don't have to travel more. So you want to try and allocate the prices at a lower amount, yeah. um, ideally, so that you can get more fans in there. Um, there's a whole, lot, whole strategy behind that thing, and I'm sure they're thinking about all of this. They're thinking about all of this. But, um, yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, so that's the big news for the week. Oh, by the way. Uh, we, we have to go over the man of the match predictions and the score predictions. We forgot to do that. We're going over the Arsenal match. Um, Maria says Cole Palmer, and I said Connor Gallagher for the man of the match. Um, I know it's hard to say. I mean, you we, def we definitely don't pick a man of the match um, for a loss, but for a draw, I feel like we can. But I don't really... I mean, Cole Palmer, besides the penalty, I mean, mm, did he have no. his, an influential game as he did against no. Fulham and Burnley? Not really. Um Connor Gallagher, you know, he won the ball back a lot certain times. Yeah. Um, maybe his end product wasn't as good. Um, he had a shot in the second half that I thought maybe he could have done better on. It's hard to really pick one. Mudrick really just had the goal, really didn't do much behind the goal. Yeah, I don't think um, anybody really... It's hard. I don't, yeah, I think we'll just have to chalk this one up and, says no, and say no one. Um, I thought Kukureo was really good, but again, you know, tailed off a bit. Yep. Malagusta was part of the second goal, so can't give him. I mean, maybe, maybe Thiago Silva, maybe. Could we agree on that since no one yeah. would win it? We can agree on that. I mean, he was Tiago Silva was pretty good. Don't really think he was at fault for either goal. Um, continues to look very good at the ripe old age of thirty nine years old. Don't say old um, age. <laughs> the uh, you're still young at heart. We still love you, Tiago. Um, score predictions. Uh, Maria says one one draw, and Tyler says two nothing loss. Um, you so know, I really, th I really was gonna say you were gonna say two two. Yeah, I really was. Damn so it. although Maria did get the draw part right, we're not gonna give this to her because she did not get the score right. But Bite me. very close, very close, Maria. Um, so Maria still leads 2-1 for the season. I don't know if it's so bad that uh, I only have one for the season, or is it worse that I'm losing and because you only have two? Like, man, we suck at this. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. Probably me only having one. I think that's bad. 
Uh, so we can go over the Brentford match preview now. We're going to play Brentford next uh, week. Uh, we're officially back in the swing of things after the international break is over. Um, we got the Saturday morning slot, which means we cannot sleep in early on uh, Saturday. So that sucks because that's always that's always our day to sleep in, isn't it? Saturday and Sunday. It is. So that'll suck. So thanks, thanks Premier League for giving us that uh, that great uh, answer. Couldn't have been the ten o'clock one, huh? Couldn't have been I'm the ten kidding. o'clock. I don't mind the ten o'clock one. I like that one and the twelve thirty. Those are my favorites. Um, and three o'clock's not too bad. Um, so yeah, let's go over that. Um, main of the match predictions, score predictions. Anything you want to hit on first? Um. Um, I have some players come back on the team. Is it too soon for Reese to start the game? He played about 20 minutes today. Does he Does he come back on the team and start? Maybe. Could pick him. Um, Kukureva has been pretty good. Or um, Does DeSassi come back and that moves Colwell back over to left back? There's a lot lot of, lot of um, ifs, ands, or buts. I'm going to go with, for man of the match, um, I haven't picked him yet once this season because he is a player that when he's playing very good, you don't notice him very well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Moises Caicedo. I oh think, my God, I think you it's took a, it. I took it? I mean, yes. we can pick the same one. It's okay to pick the same Actually, one. It's not against the rules. Mm. It's not against the rules. I haven't picked him once this year. I give you a chance. I give you a chance. Too slow. I'm going to go with the Ecuadorian. What about you? What does the wifey got in, in store for the <laughs> listeners? I... Um... Just pondering. I am pondering. Deep thought. She really wants to. You know why? Because she's so competitive and she wants to win. That's why. Tough. Very indecisive. It is. I keep picking the same one. I keep saying. Well, there. Madrid, Cole, Palmer. And... You picked Sterling before. I I have. Uh, maybe Nico Jackson's back on the team. Maybe Broya's back. Trying to give you some options here. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Madrid. She's gonna go with Madrid again. I am. All right. You can. He got to go. He's on. He's on good form. So I think he should start. Absolutely. Uh, score predictions. Um, look, we're playing Brentford at home. Um, and they played pretty good today. I want to say they won today. I want to say they, Where are they, they scored a few the goals. Table? Um, Brentford right now they're sitting in 14th place. Uh, so they've got 10 points on the season. Um, and yes, they beat Burnley today three nothing. Now Burnley's not doing too well. So take think with that what you will. They beat yeah they beat Burnley three nothing today. So they scored some goals. Uh, they still don't have Ivan Tony back, uh, so they still kind of suffer a bit from that. Um, although I don't think he's going to play for them again. But, uh, I'm gonna, I, I, you know, our results have been really good. I'm definitely going to go with a win here. I'm just still pondering the score right now. Um, sc- we've been scoring goals lately. It seems like goals lately is not the problem as of the past few games. We're definitely scoring goals. We haven't been kept without a goal for a few games. Um, I'm going to go with a solid 2-0 win. 2-0 win. 2-1 um, win for me. 2-1 win for you. Okay. That'll do it. Um, so that that's the Brentford match preview. Don't have much else to talk about. Um, hopefully we get the three points and continue uh, the trend of not losing because losing sucks. Yes. We don't want that. Uh, so, uh, oh, by the way, a quick shout out to the listenership from last week, that NFL versus Premier League comparison. Uh, very good numbers on the listens there, the listens and the downloads uh, from multiple demographics as well. So thank you. Uh, yeah, that was a pretty interesting. I, I was just trying to think of something to do, you know, for the international break. It was break. actually good. It was a good topic you picked. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I did my best. I enjoyed that one. Um, comparing two leagues that are Titans. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, go ahead and listen to that from last week. Comparing the National Football League to the Premier League. Two very different sports, and the leagues are very different set up. And we talk yeah. about how uh, how we enjoy both leagues. Like, yeah. you know, watching as fans, because that's what we are. We're fans. Yeah, and thank you for listening, because, I mean, out of the two here, he's the one that knows everything about soccer, so... I try my best. You do, you do. And you're getting better every single week. Uh, so shout out to you for that. Uh, so yeah, it's time for us to go um, get yelled at by our cat because we can hear her yelling through the door for <laughs> food. I mean, she is just absolutely 
pounding us for some cat food right now. Uh, but it's not her dinner time yet. No. Uh, so follow us on Twitter at Chat Chelsea Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Chat and Chelsea Pod. Leave us a five star review wherever you listen. And we'll see you next week for the Brentford match review. Uh, keep the blue flag flying high and stay blue. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.